0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the pre-roll for ELL 189. And today I want to tell you there's some CBD in this house. Yes, you can get CBD from the North Spokane Hemp Company at NorthSpokaneCBD.com. They got everything you need for all your aches and pains to help you sleep, to help your muscles heal, even to help your pets. So check them out and use the promo code Lions to get 15% off your order. Additionally, I want to remind you guys that you can still join the Lions of Liberty Pride. Yes, still around, still there for as little as $5 a month, and make sure you do quickly because we will be recording, according to all the reports, recording our very special Secret Drinking Rules show on August 15th. Yes, August 15th. So that's just around the corner. Make sure you sign up so you can get that, watch the video, and not miss a single minute. Go to patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. A some whore and in gushy. Make some that pullout game. We- Welcome to Electric Liberty Land 189. Yes, yes, where all the whores are in the house. And I am your wet and gushy host, Brian McWilliams. Now, I debated pulling some of the old Ben Shapiro artistic reading. You know, a very William Shatneresque. <laughs> spoken word version of hashtag WAP, which of course stands for wet-ass pussy. Now, Ben Shapiro did not take uh, too kindly to this. He was a little bit perturbed, as were some senators, as were some of these Christian conservatives that took to Twitter and took to the airwaves and took to the uh, the Twitter nets to express their discomfort with the topic. Let me just tell you, these people are barking up the wrong tree. If we talk about One of the dumber things you could do with the time allotted to you in a presidential race, where there's so many other things to talk about, bringing this up, saying that this song, which by the way, I'm sure will be heavily edited on the radio, but people can seek it out. The internet exists. It's a thing. If people want to make something like this, let them do it. People will find it if they want to find it. It will not be running on uh, on your mainstream television channels, I'm sure. But regardless, this battle has already been fought. It was fought back in the 90s when Tipper Gore was going after rap music. And all it did, as with every time, is make it rocket to the highlights of the tarts. I mean, the very top of the charts. Two Live Crew, number one album. Probably wouldn't have been like, I don't know, decent enough sales. But no, of course, once conservatives go after it, shoots to the top of the pops, this will do the same thing. Because now everybody's got to hear it. I had to hear it. It was a topic in our forum. I was threatened with riots if I did not say the words wet-ass pussy. So there you go, guys. As if I don't say it all the time. As if I don't wake up every morning and yell it at my wife. You're welcome, Cardi B, because you're stealing my catchphrase. Anyway, that was good. Good way to start the show, talking about the uh, retroactive conservative. You know, conservatism, I, I know it's holding on to what you got. Do they need to go back in time to stupid battles they've already lost? I say no. I say pick new and more pertinent battles. Anyway, welcome to the show. Um oh, I am uh, I am low energy. I am tired. It's been a rough day. And uh it's going to be I think a shorter show. We'll see. I always say that and then I then I get rambling and uh I'll tell am I'm, I'm just down. I'm real down. I um I got some bad family news. And uh, no well wishes, please, not not looking for sympathy. I'm not one of those people, but I'm just telling you because I feel that uh, if I'm going to be a little bit short and I'm going to be a little bit down, I found out that uh, a, not not some of those immediate family anymore, but somebody I'd known fairly well when I was growing up and uh, it was an uncle has passed away. And so I had to have a, you know, a sad conversation with my aunt and you know, message her, her daughters, my cousins and just. You know, it just brings you down. It's not um, not a fun duty, and of course, but a duty that you need to to undertake to make your family members feel better, obviously. And so on top of that, I woke up at like 3.30 in the morning, could not get back to sleep, just exhausted. <laughs> White man's burden of playing golf. <laughs> so I'm trying to trying to get into golf. <clears throat> get better at it, I should say. Uh, as a man that is now 40, and no longer can partake in some of the crazier sporting events. I will never snowboard again. I'll tell you that much. But I uh, just played horrible there. Just bad. It's all bad. And now I'm just exhausted. Sad and I'm exhausted. So thank God for hashtag WAP and Ben Shapiro's reading of it, which went something along these lines. I was going to pull the whole video and I was like, why? It's like, it's funnier if I just do an impersonation. But it basically was like this. Well, what this is what society has become. This is society today. Let me read you some of the lyrics. There are hoes in this house. A uh, whores, whores in this house. There are whores in this house. There are whores in this house. Uh, wet ass p word, uh, gushing, gushing, gushy pussy, gushing boot in the gushy pussy. <laughs> <laughs> basically that uh, and one has to wonder if his doctor wife is actually listening to that and, uh, and and gushing her puss because really and ladies tell me if this is something that you know you you uh, find appealing as well if you want me to do a written uh, or a spoken word version of this for you and your, your home listening pleasure I don't know what gets you off I don't know if maybe your husbands can read them if they send me some of their readings maybe I'll play them on the show and then uh, you'll get them that way you know, whatever, whatever it takes. But it would be funny if his wife was like, oh, finally, finally some of the dirty talk I need ahead of this, out of this sexless Shapiro marriage. <laughs> he puts a yarmulke on the tip of his penis. Oh. Um, anyway, so the big news, the big news, guys, is that Joe Biden has finally chosen a running mate. And I think it was the one that we figured it would all be against all logic uh, and against really everything that the current time frame has stood for. I mean, for Christ's sakes, we are in a time when everybody is black lives mattering. Everybody's talking about police killing black people. We just had another riot in Chicago uh, where they actually managed to arrest 100 people because basically a, a cop shot a black person. No, I haven't read anything to say whether the cop was black, whether, you know, what the circumstances, but it just immediately, the people in Chicago were like, we're rioting. Now, the majority, I think, of these people were were trying to take advantage of the situation because this wasn't an organized protest. It was just, I mean, insane kind of footage. And um, it's good to see they made the arrest. And even the police chief in town was saying, look, this, does, this just looked like people trying to take advantage because they know there wouldn't be consequences. Turns out this time there were. And it was nuts. Some of the footage was like people ramming in windows with their cars so that they could go loot, you know, running into yeah, the store, iPhone store, crazy stuff. But we're in a time where there's been protests ongoing. Whether or not these are still protests over black lives and police brutality, brutality remains to be discussed, because I contend that uh, at this point, they no longer have anything to do with it, especially those in Portland and Seattle. Uh, but on a surface level, on a media conversation level, We are being told that this is all about black lives. This is all about policing. This is all about the system of oppression and racism. And then we've got Joe Biden bringing in Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris, not the wrestler, rest in peace, who just died. He died just in time to not see his name besmirched by this woman. But he brings in Kamala Harris, who, of course famously was eviscerated and disemboweled on stage by Tulsi Gabbard, who called her out for being a horrible prosecutor, that hyper-aggressive, a drug warrior, somebody that stood up and, and really pressed for heavier prison sentencing, for no bail, for people to go and go to jail if their kids were truant. Threatening poor mothers. Threatening sometimes homeless mothers to with jail time because their kids were skipping school. Threatening mothers that had to be out all day at work because they were single- Income mothers, in a, you know, in, in broken homes, working all day to pay rent and have, give their child some meals. And those kids would then skip school. How are the parents supposed to know? And Kamala Harris threatens them with jail time. That's what a sweet person she is. Not only that, but of course, she's also on record saying that Joe Biden is a woman abuser. She's on record saying that Joe Biden is a racist. Oh, and I also forgot that Kamala, while she's in office as a DA, because that's her long time claim to fame, right? She's been a DA for 29 years or something. Not only that, you know, she tries to press all these draconian prosecutions and and draconian uh, reforms, quote unquote reforms that make life far more difficult, especially on petty crime, minor crimes, trying to keep people in jail longer, but also withholds evidence to keep people in jail, to keep them from getting out when they're fucking innocent. And this is who Joe Biden brings in. A woman who trashes him on national TV and calls him an out and out racist, calls out his being against busing, calls him out for collaborating with these racists of the past. And Joe Biden, like the the little senile bitch he is, and God knows if he even remembers that she did this stuff. But Joe Biden rolls over and chooses this horrible psychopath. And she is nuts. I mean, you can tell this. She is mad. The, 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 the cackling she does, the, the complete lack of regard for humanity, basic humanity, the way in which she converses, just everything about her is manic and horrible. Horrible aggressive without any sort of apology maybe if you're a rabid leftist this appeals to you you know it's that whole oh well we're you know we woke it's woke because uh i like the way that she yells over people in de- democratic hearings which now every democrat does by the way it's fucking obnoxious in these hearings you know the bar quote unquote hearings where they ask a question and then don't let you answer they just interrupt you as soon as you say anything because they know you have to bring up a word, or you—they know you have to bring up a point of view, because they're setting you up to discuss a talking point, and then they scream at you without letting you finish. That's Kamala Harris had had really pioneered that to the detriment of us all. So now Joe Biden rolls over like a little bitch and makes the person who attacked him the hardest, that really tried to ruin his entire uh, career, his legacy, that tried to me to him. I mean, really pulled every. Every trick out of the liberal book of hashtag me too, hashtag racist, hashtag, uh, you know, boomer, too old, the, the past generation that has to be forgotten, white privilege, old white man, brings her on in. Now, this is, of course, shooting yourself in the foot because the playbook has been written up by Tulsi Gabbard. We all know what to go after and they can plan and plan and plan all they want, but Donald Trump will bring up the fact that Joe Biden created the laws that put a generation of black men in jail and broke up these families and that Kamala Harris had fought to keep them and make them even more severe. How's that going to play with the left? I know they hate Donald Trump, but at the same time, You're seeing a lot of people scared of how left Joe Biden's been pushed. Kamala Harris is going to somehow convince them to come back? The moderate Democrats are already scared of Joe Biden and how far he's gone to the left, how ridiculous his stances have become. Kamala Harris is the same thing, but worse, but even more so. And they know that Joe Biden's a doddering old man who could die at any point in time. Do we really want this sociopath in office? I mean, that's a terrifying prospect. Even if you hate Trump, At least, you know, at this point what you're getting with Trump and, you know, you're probably going to have control of the House, if not possibly the Senate. So you can stymie whatever he's going to try to do in general. But if you have a this insane windbag, uh, aggressive, just horrible, uh, my poor people, drug using people, uh, anybody in jail, hating person. You get her in office, God knows what she can push through with the help of a Democratic-controlled House and Senate. But either way, I don't think that they'll get a chance at getting in office because, again, Trump will be able to rip him apart, rip her apart, dissect her record, bring to bear. I mean, if nothing else, even if a, even if you say, OK, maybe that, you know, the, the drug, drug warfare stuff, uh, you know, who cares about that? The fact that she withheld evidence to keep people in prison, black people in prison, is going to damn her. That's something that's a knockout blow that Trump will hammer every single time. I don't even know if Charlemagne the God would get behind uh, Kamala Harris for this. You know, he's been pushing having a black people candidate. I don't know if he's going to be on board either. I think she's just as uh, divisive of a candidate is if he had picked some, you know, like Elizabeth Warren, I think the black vote would probably be equally split. Because the black people out there are not stupid. There's going to come a point, and Joe Biden's already pushed a lot of them away with his recent comments that they're all, you know, it's like, unlike the Latino population, which is very diverse, black people are just like each other. They're all the same. (laughs) You know, this Joe Biden literally said this, Literally. And so they see this guy who's definitely got some old racist tendencies to him and definitely is not all there and definitely in cognitive decline. I mean, Joe Biden, I guess maybe he can tell a lion from an elephant, whatever the fuck that means. And probably we should put that on a t-shirt since we are the Lions of Liberty. But if Joe Biden can tell a lion from an elephant uh, where Trump can't, he certainly can't tell a cop from a candidate because he's put a cop in there that I think a lot of the black voters are not going to be fans of. Just a, a ridiculously bad pick. Now, what really pisses me off about this, though, is Joe Jorgensen's response to it. And, you know, I was arguing with uh, with my boy, John Odermatt, but, of course, I am the publicity guru. I am the communications guru. He is not. He is just a man with a Felony Friday podcast. But Joe Jorgensen tweets this out, right, after hearing the news. Quote, I'm glad that Joe Biden has brought another woman into the race. The vice presidency shouldn't be a boys club. When I think about the millions of girls and young women across America, I think they deserve a voice this year when it comes to the top job in the country. Now, she got ratioed pretty good by a lot of the libertarian women out there. Uh, One, Reseth, at Reseth, Reseth O, R-E-S-E-T-H-O, she said, why aren't you talking about all the women's voices she cut out when she locked them up for nonviolent crimes? Damn, sex is not important. What's important is what decisions you make. And I saw other people, you know, our friend Ovens O'Brien had, uh, had called her out, as had many other women. And I look at this pandering bullshit and can't help but shake my head. And, you know, and, and Odie was saying, oh, this is, no, this isn't that bad. You see, this is trying to win over people that are, that might go for a third party candidate. You know, there are undecided voters. No, this is this kind of shit. You're giving up an opportunity to attack your enemy. This woman is not your friend. This woman is not a friend of liberty. She is the antithesis of what we stand for. She is a tool of the police state, an advocate for over-policing, an advocate for state control, an advocate for locking people in cages, an advocate for big government, an advocate for literally everything the Libertarian Party stands against. And Joe Jorgensen's out there flicking her nibs and saying, oh, thank goodness, there's another lady in the race. We just had a female presidential candidate last year. You're a female presidential candidate this year. Who the fuck cares about a a female VP pick when she's a terrible person that is against everything you are for. So instead of using this platform to say, wow, everybody's talking about Kamala Harris. Well, I better get a in because people are going to cover this. She goes, okay, well, let's, I'll just play nice. I'll take the high road. It's good to have you in the race. All this does, it makes her look weak and pandering and you're pandering to the wrong people. Because look, People that are third party that might say might be swayed by a message about uh, you know female empowerment, they're not going to look to you then. If they're swayed by a female being in the race as VP, and you're like, and they're going to read this and say, oh yeah, you're right, that's so great, she's in it. Well, I guess I'll vote for Biden and uh, and Kamala then because they're going to win and you're not. Why would I vote for you, third party, when apparently I've got the same thing on a major ticket now, and Biden's going to die, and then. A female president will be in there when you, you know, I'm really rolling the dice with you. The odds are very much that I'm not going to have any success voting for you. It is idiotic. All she's doing is pushing people back to Biden and Kamala, not winning anybody over. You have a prime time to attack this person and tear her down for the piece of shit she is and point out the differences and why she should not be considered. And instead, you're propping her up. This is bad messaging. This is bad branding. This is a stupid and terrible look for the party and it should be embarrassed. Whoever wrote that tweet should be embarrassed. Whoever approved it should be more embarrassed. And by the way, she then, just like she did the last time I ripped her for this and many other, many other people did too, she then writes a tweet after this tweet, then saying, oh, but you know, she's very bad on uh, criminal prosecution and she just a horrible record. Okay. Let me tell you what that looks like. Number one, when you throw two disparate messages so at complete odds with each other, it just looks like you have two different people rating your feed. Maybe you wrote one. Maybe somebody else wrote the other one. I don't know. It doesn't look good. It looks amateurish. Get your messaging down. Figure it out. You should have had the messaging down in advance. You know the likely candidates. Get that shit down. So you're ready. So you're not flip-flopping back and forth. Like I said, maybe this is in response to getting ratioed. I don't know. But if you had that message written down and you were ready to launch it, that's the only one you need to put out there. You don't need to put out this uh, wishy-washy, oh, I'm so glad that there's another lady in the race to inspire women. You're a woman. You're in the race. You're running for president. You're the inspiration, not her. Just all around bad. Just all around bad. But you know what's not bad? This little ditty I'm going to hit you with right now. Ross Ulbricht is serving two consecutive life sentences plus 40 years for creating a means for individuals to anonymously make online exchanges using Bitcoin. His actions did not create victims. For nothing more than creating a marketplace, the government locked him up and threw away the keys. Let's get Ross pardoned and get victimless crimes off of the books. Now, when you heard there, that was the opening to the track Hashtag Free Ross by Tyler Colford, who was a great supporter of our show and a friend of ours. Hung out with this man at Porkfest several times. He is a a wacky but very talented man. So basically, Tyler put this track together to raise awareness about Ross, about his insane prison sentence, but also about the broader justice system as a whole that is locking people up in cages for non-violent crimes, for using plants, etc. Now, it's also important to note that all proceeds from the sale of this track are going to the Free Ross Foundation to help him out with his legal fees, get him money, help his mother to get him out of jail and set this man free. So even if you're not listening to it actively, just play it in your sleep. It helps the algorithm it helps to generate awareness guys this is an important battle to fight and you can do it while listening listen to a hell of a track so again check that out hashtag free ross all right we're back with the second half of ell 189 Show notes are at lionsofliberty.com slash ELL189. Okay, what do I want to talk about coming back into this bad boy? Boys will be boys. Bad boys. Bad boys. boys. Oh, you know what we got to talk about is this sciencing bi. Now, if you're not familiar with this uh, sciencing bi, it was a Twitter feed, sciencing underscore bi, that had... Purported itself as the account of a uh, anonymous university, uh, or I'll say Arizona State archaeology, I guess professor or sub professor, and was also Native American, right? So this this uh, feed had gone on to share that she had had horrible experiences, that she was a survivor of sexual abuse. That she had been uh, wronged at the hands of the patriarchy, all you know, all this, all this stuff, all this woke stuff that gets people riled up. Now, a woman named Beth McLaughlin said that she knew this woman and had in, you know, had direct conversations with her, and uh announced that Sciencing by, unfortunately had contracted COVID-19 and died in the hospital. And this is supposedly a young woman, right? Dies in the hospital of COVID-19, and everybody goes, oh. It's so sad, you know. We had, we really had had loved her, and she had been through so much. She was such a strong woman and a fighter, you know. Hashtag Me Too STEM because she allegedly had suffered hands at uh, abuse at hands of a professor at Harvard University that some other women had come out against, right? So they announced this woman's dead. They hold a funeral for her, to which hardly anybody even showed up to, but Beth Ann McLaughlin was there. And a few other people showed up that were, you know, I guess had interacted with her on Twitter or that maybe Beth Ann herself had invited. And Beth Ann is a woman who I believe is no longer employed. I know she was at Vanderbilt University, but she had started a organization called Me Too STEM off the Me Too movement, but for the STEM fields, right? And the reason she started this was because she was denied tenure at Vanderbilt, I think, and then left because she felt that it was because she was a woman and this was clearly a sign of sexism, uh, yada, yada, yada. So she starts this organization. So people are there from the Me Too stem. They're at the funeral. And as they're sitting there, closed casket, of course, right? Beth Ann says that she's apparently the only person that knows her. Of all the people at the funeral, which are very few, she's the only person that knows her. So people start to go, ha, this is so odd. And then the more people started to think about the account, the inconsistencies and timelines and places and fields that you can't have any evidence of this person on Arizona State's website, they start to go, huh, you know, this isn't really adding up. And it turns out that Beth Ann Laughlin was actually running the sciencing underscore buy account that she had completely created and fabricated this Native American bisexual woman who had been sexually assaulted and had, again, come out as somebody who said she was specifically sexually assaulted by this uh, Gary Urquhart, I think his name was, Harvard archaeology professor. So she's not only a fake person, but she's also actively trying to take part in ruining someone else's life. And again, he may have actually sexually molested or, or, I don't know, I mean, the, the problem is, quote-unquote sexual uh, assault or sexual, I don't know, aggressiveness is such a broad phrase now and intentionally made so by these people that it's hard to know what that constitutes. Was it a pat on the butt? Was it uh, actual forced physical aggression? Was it a sexual joke? We don't know. I don't know. I'm not familiar with that story. But she says that she was assaulted by this man. Of course, she doesn't exist. She's totally fucking made up. But isn't it amazing that... It coincides with this goal of the organization founded by Beth Ann Laughlin, which seeks to expose the hashtag MeToo within the STEM fields. Now, other women that were involved with the hashtag MeTooSTEM also have now come out later on and said that she was a bully, uh, that she was a, a horrible person that would attack them. And it just is, I mean, really, what can showcase more? The mentality of these people... and? Not that everyone's like this. I know there are very honest activists out there. I know there are people that have obviously uh, had sexual encounters that were forced and unpleasant and, and that there's much reality to what's going on here. But at the same time, I think back to Brett Kavanaugh, the woman who made accusations up out of nowhere. And you look to this and how easy it is. And then, you know, I'm reading a New York Times article. I'm reading a, uh, The Science. I think it's called a magazine, The Science article. It's so easy to create these fucking bullshit personas because people want to believe that the world they are surrounded in is this horrible fucking place because everybody wants to be able to champion a cause and show how virtuous they are and show shame on everybody else. Look how good I am. I'm I'm standing up against a man on Twitter. Let's destroy that guy's life via Twitter before anything's convicted, before there's evidence of it. And you see how easy it is for these fucking advocate pieces of shit to create these profiles and go after people and make fabricated lies up that then are parroted by the media, that are parroted and retweeted by the blue check marks. And remember when the blue check marks were banned? Oh, what a wonderful time that was for those two hours. But it's just sickening. Now, of course, this woman should never work again. But... I wouldn't be surprised if she gets hired on somewhere else. Wouldn't shock me in the least. But just just a reminder, no matter if you agree with the account or not, if it is an anonymous account, and I know more people have anonymous accounts these days because they are afraid of cancel culture. But if you see something, a story that is purported to be true, right? A story so grabbing, so visceral, so directly in line with what you believe that it's such absolute incontrovertible proof that your worldview is right, it is probably bullshit. So take that to heart. Rotten hell, Beth Ann Laughlin. All right, next up, let's just talk real quick about these executive orders signed by Trump. You know another reason to oppose all executive orders, really. And I know I was on record saying that if if I have before executive orders rolling back the executive orders that Obama signed, but I mean obviously we see what happens, and I blame both sides for this. I can't just blame the Dems. Uh, I have to blame the Republicans as well because clearly you see an overstepping of boundaries. Donald Trump signs executive orders that are expanding the benefits, that are expanding, you know, cutting the payroll tax or suspending the payroll tax, which, of course, I'm for, but suspends the payroll tax, extends benefits. I don't know. There's some medical implications to the executive orders that he signed. This clearly cannot be legal, cannot be constitutional. There's no fucking way a president has the authority to unilaterally decide that the country will spend another trillion dollars. I mean, literally, with <coughs> excuse me, the swipe of a pen, $1 trillion out the door. Now, granted, none of these fucking clowns in Congress should have the authority to automatically just sign that away and do that. I mean, really, there needs to be a check and balance put into place where the people, you know, it's like at your state level, you can't have a tax increase. You can't have a ballot measure. Or, you know, this much money goes to blank without a vote. We need a check and balance at this point. This has gotten insane. This has gotten to the point where I am realistically, and and as you should be too, I'm realistically terrified of the dollar crashing. I am realistically terrified that the world's currency, the status as the go-to world currency and the default currency will actually cease to happen. That if that happens, we're done. We're Venezuela with this much fucking spending. And what's funny about this is Trump uses these executive actions, right? And it's not not increasing... uh, the stimulus checks, right? We're not sending out more stimulus checks, which were a fucking corporate bailout to begin with. It's crony corporate, crony capitalism to a T, as the average American got a pittance compared to the banks and the and the companies. But he still is going to sign into law, or uh, not in science law, but through executive action, permit another, I think it's $400 a week per person that's unemployment to go out from a federal level. He's suspending the payroll tax. These are not actions any president should be allowed to do when it comes to the fiscal solvency of a nation. And of course, we know that the Fed should not be fucking in existence either to to play with the fiscal solvency of a nation and adjust the way our interest rates work to bankrupt people's savings or cause bubbles that destroy entire economies. But this is just the latest example of the bleeding away of all checks and balances of these power hungry monsters on both sides, not giving a shit while they're in power and then setting a precedent for the next party that flip flops in there to also not give a shit, expand the power, continue to take advantage of the system that's in place. And the American populace now, because of the COVID scare, this whole fucking scan that they're running is going to lean back and say, okay. Yeah, because I want my money. I want my $400 since you won't let me fucking work. So I doubt there'll be little, if any, pushback. The Democrats know it'll be suicide politically to push back on people getting money when everybody's in dire circumstances. When 83% of the restaurants in New York say they can't pay their rent. I mean, God damn it, man. 2020 is a fucking year of years for shit that you just never thought would happen. Never thought the draconian measures that Americans have accepted in 2020 is shocking. I mean, you got the fucking mayor in L.A. here threatening to turn off water because people had a party at their house. She's going to turn off their water and power, you fucking piece of shit. I think actually Angela McCardle, I think he's putting together a protest on, I think it's August 22nd. Of course, Angela McCarta, chair of the L.A. Libertarian Party and a, uh, a great gal and a friend of ours. So I will be attending that. If you're in L.A., let's go protest outside of uh, Garcetti's house. Go outside the mayor's mansion, have a little protest party. Get a plumber's key, turn his power off, turn his water off. Get Ron Swanson up in the, uh, up in the telephone pole. But it's just absolutely insane. Oh, God, I'm tired. All right, next story. uh, I'm going to do two more. Like I said, this is going to be a very short, short episode. Um, Oh, one thing, too, I want to touch on real quick. We're talking about small businesses, right? I know Biden supports small businesses being liable because there's a cap on what you can sue a small business owner for right now. If you're an individual employee, right, I think it's something like $300,000 is the most you can sue somebody that has under 15 employees for. Because obviously you would destroy them, destroy the business, put, you know, if, if you're one incident, let's say you get sexually harassed and you sue and the insane courts, like the, the fucking idiots that gave $15 million to somebody for uh, you know, getting a Chipotle burrito or something wrong. Let's say these jackass California courts decide that $5 million is the appropriate amount to give somebody because they were discriminated against. Because somebody says they were discriminated against. Let's correct that. Because it's highly unlikely that somebody happens to be a different skin color in Los Angeles is getting discriminated against. But let's just say. But Biden wants to push forward this, this law, which would enable people to have no cap on the, on what they could get paid out from these court decisions. Which would just enable, number one, it would encourage people to have far more lawsuits. And number two, it would drive small businesses completely underground. It would disincentivize people from even thinking about starting a small business. And especially in states that have these fucking super woke leftist populations that are looking for goddamn reasons to sue, that are looking to be uh, to find racism, to find sexism, to find uh, some sort of anti-gay sentiment. You would have people literally, just like what happens with the Disability Act, which is another fucking sham. You would have people going in dressed up in tranny gear You know, a fucking dildo hanging out the front of their pants just looking to have a reason to sue. Now you say, that won't happen. Again, I refer you to the Disability Act. And what happens with companies constantly going around, and this happens, Google it, look it up, it happens commonplace. They find a small business that is not compliant because they don't have this, that, or the other, you know, 15 different uh, disability things because they would cost them a fortune to put into place. And they sue them because they don't have those disability ramps or they don't have a lowered counter or they don't have a, a handicap bathroom with a, you know, whatever a bar in it, whatever it might be. You don't think this is going you don't think incentives exist for people. You don't think unscrupulous you know, unscrupled people exist. You know, I know we like to lionize the trans and the gays and the blacks and the Mexicans, whatever group you might like to lionize. You don't think that there are shitty people in those groups. People are fucking people. It's like when I talked about it with Rick and Morty in the Citadel of Ricks, right? You've got Rick, the smartest man in the goddamn universe. He has this entire society, entire government full of Ricks, right? Wouldn't you want a government full of yous? Well, guess what? Even when you have the most enlightened, intelligent, crazy, smart people, you still have assholes. You still have power structures. You still have people that want to get ahead. And and they do a great job of showing that. They're just as corrupt and fucked as anything else. They still have winners and losers, So you lionize these people. They're still shithead assholes. I mean, there's some, there's like a trans activist. uh, I can't remember her name, but she's up in Canada, is well known for these frivolous lawsuits against small businesses where she goes in and pretends that she's been discriminated against and harassed and half of them get thrown out, but half of them don't. And she drives people out of business. And you're going to see that shit happen with this, but on a larger scale, because that's not just a trans activist. It's anybody that's black. It's anybody that's gay. It's anybody that's uh, you know a female. It's it's anything you want it to be. It's your Willy Wonka fucking, uh, what are they, that thing they chew on, Everlasting Gobstopper or whatever it is that he spit in a million colors. That's this bill. You spit it in a million colors. Oh, all right, two more things. Uh, this whole fucking thing in New York, that dissolving the NRA because of fraud, I, I don't know. <laughs> Why is it the government of New York's business to to dissolve a, uh, a self-contained entity because they have fraud within the entity? I mean, if this isn't just a blatant attack on the NRA by New York's leftists, to try to push gun rights causes, I don't know what is. Maybe they have a legal case. I guess they must if they're bringing the paperwork forward, but it's clearly frivolous. It's clearly based upon a motivation that is not drawn from doing the right thing, but instead of making a spectacle and trying to hurt an opponent that has been a thorn in your gun controlling side, especially in New York, which has some of the worst, gun control laws in existence. And of course, the same state that also has cops dealing guns to people on the side to get around those same laws. What a fucking joke. All right. Last but not least. uh, I'm not going to play the... uh, uh, I can't say it's the Idiot of the Week, so I can't play the song by, uh, by Josh Anderson, who, by the way, is supposed to be recording a new version that's a little cleaner and nicer for us of the Idiot of the Week song. But just a wow example of Democrats turning on Democrats, of the woke eating the woke, but to a ridiculous extent, because it just shows you the depth to which the, I don't even know, the the moral high ground and the urge to uh, to vilify, the urge to hold oneself up as virtuous and find any faults with people has taken over our college communities. Holyoak's mayor. Alex Morse, right? And this is right outside of Holyoke, Massachusetts, where Holy... I'm sorry, the University of Massachusetts at Amherst. I fucking hate that shit. It's like the University of Pennsylvania at Altoona. Of course, I went to main campus, as did all the Lions of Liberty. No offense to you that did not go to main campus, but we are, in fact, better than you. But anyway... The 31-year-old mayor of Holyoke, Massachusetts, Alex Morse, is an openly gay man who has been in that city, I guess, doing a good job. I don't know. I, I don't know what his fucking track record is. I don't know how uh, good or bad a job he is doing. But he's running a primary campaign now to move on up, moving on up against Representative Richie Neal, a Democrat out of Massachusetts and current chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee who was backed by Progressive Justice Democrats PAC, or the Justice Democrats PAC. Now, the mayor, being in this college town and being a 31-year-old man, I guess goes out to bars or goes out to events in the town as a gay uh, leader and meets other gay men. I know that sounds shocking to talk about a 31-year-old gay man meeting other gay men in a college town. How could he? And these college students are anywhere between 18 and 21 or possibly older should they be grad students. So he's meeting students that are anywhere from 18 to 24, maybe even older, maybe even 28. I don't even know. And what he does is he talks to them. Not only that, sometimes he adds them as friends on Facebook. But not only that, sometimes he shouts out people on his Instagram feed in order to get some attention. Or he messages them and says hello and asks them maybe if they want to go out, get a drink, do something. Again, 31-year-old guy, not that old, still out on the prowl, college town full of young, beautiful, attractive men. Who wouldn't? Would I I not do the same in his place? But of course, the college Democrats at the University of Amherst, Massachusetts, or you, I'm sorry, University of Massachusetts at Amherst, have now rejected this man because they say that he is using his power position to take advantage of students who I guess don't have the wherewithal to defend themselves. They don't have the uh, the common sense to say no. They don't know whether or not a adult consensual relationship with a man who probably is pretty interesting, probably has something to say, maybe could help them get into politics, but maybe not. But they say that these people are being used and abused by this man because he might, be able to give them a job in politics someday. So of all the people he talks to, I don't know how many are poli-sci majors. I don't know how many have political aspirations, but those that do, who he might be able to help, are clearly being taken advantage of him. And for that, he must burn. So (laughs) I'm reading a Reason article here. And uh, they quote Glenn Greenwald from The Intercept, who pushed back about these uh, accusations that he has been pressuring uh, students and, uh, you know, again, is sexually assaulting students by virtue of his messaging or canoodling with them. And uh, clearly this cannot be any sort of independent, voluntary action that both parties agree with. But Glenn says, quote, there are factions on the liberal left as obsessed with regulating, controlling, and moralizing over the private consensual sex lives of adults as the 1980s moral majority. And... Here comes a uh, quote from the Massachusetts Daily Collegian, where the d- college Democrats detailed their complaints. Here you go. The first issue alleges Morse regularly matched with students on dating apps, including Tinder and Grindr, who were as young as 18 years old. Oh, so adults on a dating app where people look to find dates. Ah, okay. These students included members of the college Democrats of Massachusetts. Oh! <gasps> You mass Amherst Democrats and other groups of the state. How dare people from those groups go on dating apps? And how dare he get matched with them because of the algorithm that puts people together based upon great shared interest, right? The second issue. That's that's the first issue, by the way. <laughs> that he regularly matched with students. By the way, how's that in his control? Uh the fucking app does the matching retards. These are college students. These are college students that wrote this. The second issue, quote, using college Democrats events to meet college students and add them on Instagram and even adding them to his, quote, close friend story and DMing them, both of which have made young college students uncomfortable. Okay. How many did you pull? <laughs> How many did you pull? Because if it, if it didn't work, he wouldn't do it. And if the students didn't want to do it, they wouldn't go and do it with him and and meet up and respond and add him as a friend and probably get a kick out of the mayor, uh, you know, being a friend of theirs. So again, what's the breakdown? Probably two people. Third, we have had, we've heard countless stories of Morse adding students to his quote close friend story and direct messaging members of college Democrats on Instagram as a way, in a way that makes these students feel pressured to respond due to his status. So because he's the mayor, any message he sends makes them feel pressured to respond because of his status, right? How are people that have quote-unquote status supposed to meet anyone? Are they only allowed to date people of their own status? Because then these fucking assholes would call them elitist pricks that only date other elitists. You can't win. It's like war games. The only way to win is not to play. Fucking ridiculous. And the third issue, having sexual contact with college students, including at UMass Amherst, where he teaches, and the Greater Five College Consortium. Now, I don't know what policies uh, students and teachers have at UMass Amherst. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. A lot of teachers do date students. Some places have uh, regulations in place that say you're not allowed to date them. But at college campuses, I'm sure it happens fairly often. These are adults. These are consensual relationships. This is ridiculous. And for these people to pull this shit out of their asses right now during this campaign is so underhandedly ridiculous. There's no words for it. You're taking down, right? If you're a leftist you're trying to submarine a 31-year-old gay man who is rising in the political game, who you'd think would embody the values that you're trying to reach, diversity, more queer representation, more, uh, I don't know, Well, he's white. Actually, he's very white. He's ginger, so maybe that rubs him the wrong way. And as we know, white gay men are now pretty much being pushed to the outskirts of society by the, the most recent movements. Again, another reason we should be reaching out Far more to gay men, especially since we have a gay chair right now. Again, waiting to see the stories on that. But it's just amazing that the self cannibalism of the left based upon these just like smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller boxes to which you have to fit, to which you have to live your life and anything, even consensual sexual relationships, even being matched on a dating app now is in violation. It's a beautiful morning. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Um, I still, I still give you 48 good minutes there. 48 good minutes on a bad day, guys. So you are welcome. As Michael Malice would say, you are welcome. And by the way, if you know Michael Malice, if you have a zero or just want to tweet at him, I have reached out to him on Twitter. I don't have his personal contact. I'm sure I can grab it from uh, from Pete Canones or... Or uh, maybe Dave Smith can give it to me. I'm sure I can grab it from somebody fairly easily. But I figured before I do that, I will do the polite thing and uh, and reach out on Twitter, which I did. I have not received a response from Monsieur Malice, but I do think it's about time that I got him on the show. I think we would have a a good old time together. So there you go, your homework. Reach out to Michael Malice. Tell him, hey, go on Brian's show. He's hilarious. You're hilarious. Maybe you guys will get in a knockout, dragout fight. That would be fun to watch. Either way, do the show. And we'll see what comes together. All right, guys. Reminder, Mark Claire on Mondays with his flagship Lions of Liberty podcast, wherein he talks to leaders in the liberty movement, always entertaining and enlightening. Of course, I am here on Wednesdays. And John Odermatt pulling it up on the Fridays with Felony Friday, inspiring heartfelt, heartbreaking, illuminating stories about the criminal justice system. That is a podcast easy to share with anyone on any side of the political spectrum. So a good one to push out there, especially with Kamala Cop harris as VP. One more reason to hate her. She's probably, I'd say, at least 20% of the people that are on that show have probably had some sort of interaction or some sort of uh, consequence from Kamala Harris's actions, and at least 50% from Joe Biden's. That'll do it. That'll do, piggies. All right, from me, Brian McWilliams, from the Lions of Liberty and from Electric Liberty Land. Always stay plugged into Liberty.